0: Welcome back into another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Echel. This is episode 13, and boy, oh boy, do we have a big one. I'm your host, Carter E. I am the sports director for the Nevada Peel and Record Courier here with the Nevada News Group. But before we get started today, we would like to thank Double J Auto and Gardnerville for sponsoring this week's episode. Check them out at Double com. Behind me on the other side is... Producer Jeff Mulvihill, I guess behind me and on the other side, are very uh, <laughs> not <laughs> continuous statements there. But Jeff is joining me on the other side as our producer. Jeff, obviously you sat down and watched the Super Bowl yesterday. Any uh, any big takeaways for you as the uh, diehard football fan? I know you aren't.
1: <laughs> I actually looked at your, uh, your list of your bets, and the Donald one really piqued my interest because I'm like, Wow, that's I've never you don't ever think of a lineman and you and I were texting after the game mm-hmm. that he should win it. I I still think he should. I mean that I don't disagree with the guy that did win it, but as a lineman, that dude dominated.
0: Yeah, you uh you thought I was right. I thought it was Cooper Cup in between when the game yeah. ended when they announced it. It was indeed Cooper Cup winning the Super Bowl MVP. I'm not gonna give you any more uh not you specifically, just everyone, any more gambling bets (laughs) because i went i went three and eight and lost about 13 to 15 bucks i didn't do the final math that didn't seem worth it to me i know i lost money so that donald bet would have would have probably broke even but regardless uh as i as i stated on twitter i'm not much of a sports gambler in the first place so despite covering sports for a living that does not make me an expert by any means and sometimes things happen sports are wild which is why why you watch speaking of Speaking of sports being wild, we've got a big week in the Northern Nevada prep sports scenes, as I alluded to, to start things off. Douglas boys and girls basketball open up the playoffs this week. They are both the number three seed in the Class 5A regional playoffs, meaning that two wins will get them into the state tournament meaning two wins will get them into the state tournament. The Douglas boys start off tonight, tonight being Monday night. So I guess this will be a little late for those of you catching this on Tuesday. But Douglas boys started Monday night in the quarterfinals against number six McQueen. McQueen went six and ten in regional play this year. Douglas will be at home. That's a 630 tip for the boys who have beaten McQueen twice this season. Douglas closed out the year on a very, very impressive streak. They won nine of their last 10, with the only loss being to number one Spanish Springs at Spanish Springs, which is not a bad loss by any means. Obviously, a game they thought they could have played better in, too. However, in their season finale, Douglas went into Carson and tied a Nevada high school state record for three-pointers by a team in a single game. They hit 20 three-pointers they really just couldn't miss case and boggs had seven jc reed hit six kaden thacker and chris myers both hit three each and dakota jones hit one more to get you 20 not only did they just hit 23 pointers they were 20 of 33 which is 61 percent from the three-point line there are nba teams that are capable of doing that on any given night just an absolutely incredible way to end the year for the tigers assistant coach eric m afterwards was just kind of looking at me and he goes did that just happen did we just did we just do that and uh, yeah they did 20 of 33 that'll be that'll be tops in the next edition of the niaa record book once that comes out That ties a record set in 1994 by Yarrington, where they hit 23s against Bishop Minogue. Probably not the same Bishop Minogue teams we're used to seeing uh, in today's northern Nevada. But anyways, it's a good segue as if the Douglas boys are able to win Monday night against McQueen at home, they will go to number two, Bishop Minogue on Wednesday for a 630 tip in the regional semifinals. The winner of that semifinal game will not only clinch the regional finals, but will also be headed to the state tournament, which is up here this year. It is at Lawler at the University of Nevada, Reno. Anyways, that game against Bishop Minogue would be Wednesday, assuming the Tiger boys are there. And then the regional final is Saturday at 630 p.m. at Carson High School. So a little local game. I will be there regardless of who's in it. Uh, I imagine we will probably be seeing one of the top, two of the top three teams would be my guess if I had to put a prediction on it between Spanish Springs, Minogue, and Douglas. I imagine two of those three teams will be meeting for a shot at a regional title. On the girls' side, the like I said, the Tigers finished as the number three seed. They got a little help on the final day of the season. Douglas knocked off Carson to close out their season whereas McQueen went and bested Reno to finish things out. So that means that Douglas jumps up to the number three seed on the girls' side. They will open Tuesday night at 6.30 p.m. against Galena, who went 6-10 and 10 as well in league play this year. Should be a good one. Douglas has taken both matches from Galena this season. However, a Galena team that is continuing to find its strides towards the end of the regular season, especially with some big performances here down the stretch. The winner of that game will head to number two, Damani Ranch, Thursday at 6 30. And then, once again, that regional final, whoever makes it out of that regional semifinal, not only will they be going to state, they will also be playing. At Carson High School the girls regional final is 430 on Saturday I will also be there regardless of who is playing in that game with it being a local game we'll do some coverage in the Nevada appeal may not be the most in-depth but like I said we'll see who's there obviously not gonna make any predictions on who I think is gonna win anything uh that's not my suit because everybody will hold it against you if you're wrong nobody's gonna remember if you're right so Nobody's going to come and give me a bunch of credit for being right. They're just going to yell at me for being wrong and say, I told you so. I know how high schoolers are with that whole chip on the shoulder mentality, which I appreciate, but uh, I've learned. So anyways, like I said, both Douglas boys and girls basketball will be the number three seed in this week's regional tournament. Both of them looking to make the state tournament for the boys. It'll be the first time in a decade since they last made the state tournament should they accomplish that feat. They are not alone in the area postseason playoffs. Carson and Dayton both eliminated on both sides. However, Sierra Lutheran in class 1A, their boys and girls are both headed to the postseason. These Sierra Lutheran boys are the number five seed in the class 1A West regional bracket. They will head to number four, Colville Tuesday, who they actually played in their season finale and fell 55-49. They lost in their first meeting against Colville as well, 44-35, so the Falcons will be a little bit up against the the eight ball, if you will, but there's that good old cliche about beating teams three times. However, if the Falcons are going to do that, they will have to do it at Colville. The winner of that game will turn around and take on the number one seed on the 1A side. For the Sierra Lutheran girls, they end the season with a win and take the number four seed in class 1A West there. They will host Virginia City Wednesday at 6 p.m. at Sierra Lutheran in their home gym. I should have added that the entire Class 1A regional tournament will be played at Sierra Lutheran on the girls' side, except for Sage Ridge, Smith Valley in the other first round game. So lots lots of regional games happening in Carson this week and a lot to stay tuned to there. Be sure to check out my coverage online at www.NevadaAppeal.com and wwwrecordcouriercom backslash sports. Obviously, you can pick up a copy of the newspaper anywhere around the area that you see fit. There'll be plenty of coverage in that as well. I guess I should add now that it's official, the Nevada Appeal. The record courier will be joining the Nevada appeal and coming out on Wednesdays, as well as the usual Saturday edition. So a little change there for the RC, but should not adjust the online coverage in any way, shape or form onto the wrestling mat, where Saturday we had the regional wrestling tournament in Sparks at Spanish Springs High School. Carson High and Douglas send a total of 18 wrestlers to state between the two schools A little adjustment to the qualification standards for the state tournament this year. In the past, it has just been the top three wrestlers from each weight class via the North and the South that make the state tournament. This year, they're taking the top six. So there'll be 12 wrestlers total in each weight class down in Las Vegas for the state tournament. Carson is sending seven wrestlers to the state tournament, which will be at Cimarron Memorial High School once again. That's where it was in 2019, where Carson High's David Reamer picked up a state title at 195 pounds. However, he has obviously since graduated. Like I said, seven wrestlers for the Senators will be headed down to Las Vegas. Two of those will be coming off regional title wins. Lucas Wold and Anthony Garobo at 120 and 126 pounds, respectively, have just been solid all year. Uh, head coach Nick Redwine won't say anything anything else about them besides they've been nothing but solid and have been huge, huge presences in the weight room for it i would say the weight room in the wrestling room for a team that has really kind of lacked that upperclassman uh leadership and has been looking for it all all season obviously when you have a year off because of covid that that changes a lot of the landscape around teams and team chemistry and you know experience and and whatnot but still two regional titles for the senators as they hit Down to the state tournament. Elsewhere, John Barnes Hurt took third place. Nathaniel Rodriguez will join Lucas Wold at 120 pounds. He took fourth place for the Senators. Jeffrey Heaton was also a fourth place finisher at 170 pounds for Carson High. Rounding out the state qualifiers are Toby Kreibel and Aiden Marhevka at 138 and 152 pounds, respectively. There. Carson was sixth as a team with 114 team points. For those of you unfamiliar with wrestling, each individual win scores you a number of team points. By the end, they add up all those team points. Spanish Springs took on the team title for like the 12th time in a row with 275 and a half points. McQueen was second with 224 and a half points. Over to Douglas. Douglas was fourth as a team with 131 points. They are sending 11 wrestlers to. Las Vegas this upcoming weekend, like I said, at Cimarron Memorial High School. One regional title for the Tigers this year. However, with 10 other wrestlers going, plenty of positives to look at there for the Tigers. Michael White, a sophomore at heavyweight, won his weight class, took out Spanish Springs' Jacob Fowler, who's the number one seed coming into the tournament in the regional finals. White was able to pin him in two minutes and 30 seconds to capture that regional title couple of second place finishers, Connor Morris will be going at 126 pounds. His only loss was to Carson's Anthony Garobo in that regional final at 126 pounds. Morris has only lost to Garobo this year. So if they match up again, I'm sure there will be plenty of fireworks in that matchup because uh, I know those two... Two schools as rivals dislike each other, and then you stick stick two kids on the wrestling mat who have who have run into each other a few times, and you put a put potentially a state title on the line, and everything changes pretty quickly. Luke Fournier and Hunter Morris at 106 and 120 pounds both took third place Saturday at Spanish Springs. They obviously are headed to the state tournament as well. Victor Valdez went two and two at a hundred. In 13 pounds, he will be going along with Gunnar Morris at 132 pounds, Sage Addy at 182, and Manuel Garcia at 195. They all earned a chance to go to the state tournament with fourth-place finishes in their respective weight classes. This past Saturday, Cody Highfill will join Victor Valdez at 113. Highfill was fifth. Jacob Lewis and Ben Singer round out the Final two wrestlers headed to the state tournament for the Tigers at 120 and 220 pounds. They are both sixth place in their two weight classes at the regional tournament. All right, deep breath. There we go. (laughs) That's all coming up this week, like I said, but we still have more to talk about. Quick recap of Carson High's basketball season as both of the senator teams fall in their season finale, and ultimately end up on the outside looking in for the playoff picture. The Carson boys finished the year 10-15 and 15 overall and 5-11 and 11 in Class 5A league play. They needed a win and down the final stretch. They needed to beat McQueen. At McQueen was the big one. They lost that 67-49 and then obviously fell to Douglas at home on Friday where Douglas scored 95 points, which, like I said, what are you going to do when a team shoots 61% from three-pointer three-point range, and ties a 27, 28-year-old Nevada state record. Obviously, you could say play better defense, but that only takes you so far when a team goes 20 of 33. Sometimes teams just don't miss, and other times teams set a state record. So one of those things, seniors for the Senators, Parsa Haji who we will hear from in just a second. I will get to that here in a few moments. He will graduate along with Sunshine Gronke, Jacob Campbell, Robert Zambrano and Denton Buckley round out the senior class for the Senators this year. So definitely going to be some shoes to fill for Carson as they lose their two leading scorers from this season going into next year. Like I said, they end the year 10-15 and 15 overall. Feature story I did on Parza Hajigasmi, who still looks for that shot at the next level, whether that be Division One, Division Two basketball. Feature story came out in this past Saturday's. Nevada appeal we will hear from him in just a second I'm going to take a few minutes from that interview I did with him he was kind enough to sit down with me for roughly about 30 minutes uh, this past week for that feature story which I thought turned out pretty well so you should definitely pick up a copy of the paper or check that out online once again at www.nevadaappeal backslash sports we will get to that interview in just a second but rounding out the podcast today the Carson girls team finished the year at three and 18 and one and 15 in league play They end the season with a loss at McQueen and also a loss to Douglas in the season finale. However, a much better looking team there against Douglas from the first meeting. Casey Johnson had 19 points for the Senators in the loss to the Tigers on Friday. For head coach Todd Ackerman, his big message postseason was we got to got to find some more players coming out for summer camp as the roster for the Senators, like I said, went 3-18 and this year. He is hoping he can get some added guard play for Carson coming into next season. That was his big takeaway at the end of the year. However, we will close out the podcast this week, like I said, with a few minutes from my interview with Parza Hajigasmi about what he's looking for at the next level and what his motivation has been to spend so many hours in the gym throughout his high school career, where he not only tied a Carson high three point single game record with eight. He also broke the thousand point career threshold and he did it in less than three seasons, given that he didn't have a junior year and he obviously broke it in the middle of his senior year. So very impressive career for Haji Yasumi, who, like I said, is still making that final college determination could come in a month or two could come in a few months it's one of those things you don't really know obviously COVID has impacted a lot of those college rosters but without further ado here's a few minutes from my interview with Haji Gassami from last week. I guess to get started Parsa do you remember your uh when you first started playing basketball?
1: Um yeah I it was honestly I started off with this program called BDA and they were like they were a Reno-based group of, like, skill stuff, but, like, I went to Bethlehem, and they honestly went and did, like, skill stuff two times a week at my little middle school. Okay. So that's when I started, and I think I was, like, in fourth grade, actually. I would start going, and then that's honestly where I developed, like, my shooting mechanics because it was, like, two weeks, so we'll work on your shot, this and that. So a lot of people ask where I got my shot from, and I think it's honestly from that program. And then ever since then, I was just like, I like this, and I haven't really... Before that, I played soccer, and then I picked up the basketball, and I was like, I, I for sure like this way more. Do
0: you have a, a first a first memory of uh, of basketball, whether that being kind of what you alluded to or, you know, your first game or a, a, a certain instance, I guess?
1: My sixth grade year, I made the eighth grade team in my middle school, and we were actually pretty good back then. But, I mean, in sixth grade, I was still like – a spot up corner three like i would come off the bench but it would be like oh yeah we need a three parses shooting the ball like type of type of thing and then we played in the cyo league which was like snows and then so a bunch of like the Minot kids that went there it was there pretty much so like court ballinger and all of them like i played them my sixth grade year so it was honestly that moment my sixth grade year was my first like memory of basketball game wise so uh
0: i guess what what kept you coming back and like you just said you played a little bit of soccer growing up but you said you picked up a basketball and that was kind of kind of it what kept you uh, or what made you want to continue with basketball?
1: Just honestly, just the fun I had and then like and it, and it's not even just like playing games like basketball or like shooting and stuff was one thing that I was like. If I'm like my brain's occupied, or I I have a bad day, and I go like shoot the ball, literally like everything, like it doesn't go away, but it definitely like helps you like cope with a bunch of stuff because your mind's somewhere else, and it's honestly such a cure to a lot of different things. So,
0: on an average week, how much time would you say you are
1: in the basketball gym? Uh, Summer or like off season or in season. Uh, let's do both, but start wherever you feel like. In-season, I would probably say two-hour normal practice, and then I would honestly probably say an hour, maybe an hour and a half of, like, just shots and skill work. And that's in-season. Out-of-season, honestly, depends on the day. I mean, sometimes I'm in here from, like, two to five, six, just working on maybe one hour's weights and, like um, like, different, like, body stuff, and then, like, the other three, four hours is just maybe either shots, ball handling, different stuff. I mean, if I got a coach working me out, then, like, that's also different, too. But, honestly, I would probably say off-season four four hours a day. Uh, in
0: order to, you know, put in four hours a day, you know, roughly 20 to 24 hours a week, uh, what's what's the motivation for you there to, to continue to work that hard and to do that much uh, in-season
1: or out-of-season? Honestly, just trying to play at the highest level I can. Just, honestly, trying to be ready for whatever next year brings. I mean, like – I'm not trying to sit – like, I'm trying to contribute as much as I can. And it depends. Sometimes you do, like, red shirt and maybe that's a better option. But, like, I'm just trying to – if that's being better in practices next year or whatever it is, that's what I'm trying to strive for. So,
0: uh, Do you have a, a role model, whether that be in, in life or for basketball
1: or anything in, in that facet? Yeah, honestly, my parents, like my mom and my dad, I mean, they uh, – my dad, they they're both from Iran and they both immigrated here so by themselves so like their parents stayed at home so they probably came here with uh like a buddy or two of them and my dad for example came in here with like zero money, barely knew the language and he was like him and like his three other friends like they came to New York and then they like went to Colorado, ended up in Reno. And, I mean, from there on out, it's just, like, a lot of people don't understand how hard it really is to come into a country like that and then just kind of by yourself pretty much just go from there. I mean, when everyone you know is, like, on the other side of the world and you don't have any money like that, like, you just kind of, like, he was telling me, like, the only few words I knew were, like, can I get a job or something like that. So that was – and he put himself through college and stuff, and then he's – owned his own business for successfully for like 32 years so i mean that's honestly like i'm really blessed for him to have like done that for me so my life isn't as hard but like at the same time it like motivates me to like work just as hard in a different aspect to like do not not the same thing he did but like also get as far as i can in the highest level i can possibly
0: 1000 point scorer in high school, you don't have a junior season, which is arguably one of the most influential as far as uh, getting into getting into college. What's that's what's that
1: uh challenge been like for you? Recruiting's been stressful. Um I mean, especially with and you can't sit there and blame the college coaches right now cuz you got transfer rules, you got extra years for COVID. So they're sitting there like, well, we could have five spots open we could have no spots open i mean if five dudes decide to transfer then we gotta scramble giving five dudes offers so like it's honestly been stressful especially like you just said not having a junior year it um it it hurts because in my opinion that's like you said for college that's honestly your most important year because junior year you're trying to figure out where you're going most people know before senior year if they're where they're going so they're just like it is what it is like you're still trying but you still know where you're going so junior year is honestly for sure hands down the most important but I mean I know many people that'll end up signing in August or like in June so that's not a stress given the circumstances right now so uh did it it mean anything more to hit that thousand point threshold given you didn't have a junior season yeah for sure it was honestly something that um it was a goal of mine since freshman year. I mean, I have saw a few people, not many, because it's something you would really have to do if you're like either a sophomore that's getting minutes on varsity or a freshman that's getting minutes on varsity. And that was something that like, I was like, I, like, I want that. And I'm really blessed to have like had a coach and like teammates behind me that honestly, like I'm not scoring a thousand points if they're not giving me the ball, especially the way I play. So like, with coaches play schemes for four years and the teammates I've had for four years that like honestly always support me. And like, I would, I didn't come in this program like the little like underdog either. I came in playing 32 minutes a game every night. So like, it honestly, like everyone says a thousand points, a thousand points, credit really goes to all my teammates for always giving me the ball, setting me screens giving me open and stuff like that. Keeping my head in the game. So it goes, credit goes to them.
0: Thanks again for the time from Parsa Haji Gassami. But that's going to do it for episode 13 of Behind the Bench with Carter Echol. Once again, a huge thanks to Double J Auto in Gardnerville for sponsoring this week's episode. You can check them out at DoubleJAutoEnvy.com. Thank you again to my producer, Jeff Mulvihill, behind the mic doing all the controls. I appreciate it. Uh, But that's going to round out this episode and be sure to stay tuned to all the coverage online as like i said it is a big week in northern nevada prep sports we will pretty much close out the winter season this week and or next week depending on if we have any basketball teams left in the state tournament but that's going to do it everybody take it easy